This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It looks like Lori's pageantry is coming closer to an end. Her little princess crown looks to be falling by a little tiny hair on her head. There were two major moments in trial recently, and that's DNA and fingerprints that was matched and taken from JJ's body, who had been buried in a spot in Chad Daybell's yard. This evidence leads back to two people, and today we're going to talk about it. So now, let's get into it. JJ Vallow died on September 23rd of 2019 at the age of seven. He was buried shortly after that in Chad's yard near a tree. JJ's cause of death was determined to be by asphyxia and he was killed with a plastic bag over his head and duct tape over his mouth going across his entire jawline. In court, the doctor testified that a white plastic bag was wrapped around JJ's head and duct tape taped around him numerous times going all the way down to his neck. His wrists were also bound, one on top of the other, and taped from his forearms to his hands, and his ankles were also bound. He also appeared to have bruising on his arm, which occurred before death. Now, I've said this before, all that tape, he would have had to have been alive. How horrible is that, having been aware of who was in the house at the time, and then having that done to you? And I wouldn't doubt that there would have been some sort of talking going on from Dumb and Dumber. I don't know, perhaps something like a blessing or a casting. In court, the doctor also testified that JJ may have been scratching to get the bag off of his head because they found scratch abrasions on the left side of his neck. He's seven. And because of the state of decomposition, they weren't able to get blood or urine samples from JJ, so they tested JJ's liver and that was sent for toxicology. Now this is interesting. The report showed low levels of ethanol, which is alcohol, GHB drug, we know that as the date, uh, you know what, drug, can't say it on YouTube, caffeine and theobromine. Now when I look this up, theobromine is quite similar in structure to caffeine. So it, may, it says it may not come as a surprise that theobromine is a known stimulant. This means consuming theobromine may result in both a physical and mental energy boost. So he's boosted during the day and drugged at night potentially because they said that there was such a little amount in JJ's body of GHB that it was inconclusive. So it was hard to tell if it was naturally created or if he was actually given it. Now, Tylee's cause of death was also mentioned and it said that it was inconclusive. We know that there that she was burned and dismembered. Also, it wasn't said yet that I've heard anything about DNA going back to Lori and I don't really think it would anyways. JJ and his sister Tylee Ryan were found on June 9th of 2020, nine months after their killings. Lori was already in jail at this time. Now the bags that were on JJ were tested, as was the duct tape. They found two major pieces of evidence, one belonging to Lori Daybell and the other to Alex Cox. A forensic scientist was on the stand and when she tested the plastic and the duct tape, she found a fingerprint on a piece of the plastic. The print matched Alex Cox, Lori's brother, and there was another latent fingerprint, which means the fingerprint is invisible, but we leave them everywhere, like doorknobs, steering wheels, our computer keyboards, anything we really touch. 
and you can have a latent shoe print too. Like when they process a crime scene, they can lift a shoe print like they did in the Brian Koberger case. So in this case, the latent print matched Alex's right palm of his hand. Now we've known from a lot of the evidence over the years that pings from Alex's phone placed him in Chad's yard and that a lot of the evidence pointed to Alex being involved in these murders. While Lori, and I'll give her that, found ways to make herself pretty scarce. I did a video about her and her many flights she took and included it with her timeline as well. I'll have that video at the end of this video or either down below, and it's also in the playlist. But for JJ and for Lori, this time it was a little different. For Lori, she was almost in the clear, but things just got worse for her. There was evidence of hair on the duct tape that was on the black plastic bag that was wrapped around JJ's body. The sample was taken off the tape and it was tested. The expert said it had been indicated that the hair had been found on duct tape that was in the presence of decomposition fluids. Now they tested this strand of hair against Lori, Tylee, and Melanie Gibb who was at Lori's house the weekend that JJ was killed. And in court, the DNA analyst said the partial DNA profile matched the DNA profile provided from Lori Vallow Daybell. The probability of randomly selecting a random individual in relation to that profile is one in 71 billion. And we know that that weekend that JJ was murdered, Lori called him a zombie. She said that JJ said he loved Satan. And Lori said that he was climbing all over the cupboards and knocking a picture over of Jesus. JJ had been through a lot in the last several months. His service dog was taken away. There was another move to another house and another school and one that's not specialized as was the one in Arizona. Charles was murdered, although JJ thought that he was on a business trip. He was not able to talk to his grandparents, and now all of a sudden his sister was gone too just two weeks before his murder. And he was left with Lolo. And he wasn't given his medication for months and months. Yeah, I'd say that was a lot for anybody, let alone a little boy. And instead of referring to JJ as her son, when she lived in Rexburg, she called him her niece's drug baby. And on a call with Melanie Gibb, Lori said she knew exactly where JJ was and that he was happy and healthy. She disenrolled JJ out of school the day after he was killed, and Chad's family was told that Lori didn't have any minor children. The realtor also testified from Hawaii about an email that they received regarding no minor children from Chad Daybell. And on the 23rd of September, the day that JJ died was also the day that Chad has said in his previous writings, not the loin fire one, the one about uh, basically he was talking about his grandma Lucille and that Lucille tends to come to him on September 23rd every year and brings him some information. Now I've said this in previous videos that I thought I'm sure Chad would play on that saying, oh I believe you know JJ has to die because grandma Lucille told me. Chad was very, very manipulative. He used Lucille's, I guess, uh, information that he got from her and would tell Tammy that she has to stop playing a computer game because she has to get going on the family history. So, and he says, you know, and Lucille told me so. So there was that. Now we don't know if Chad had any epiphanies from Grandma Lucille or anything like that. We haven't heard a thing, but it's, peculiar and interesting at the same time why they chose that date. 
There's also a date and um, I'm kicking myself right now because I should have put it in this video, but it was uh, September 23rd is a notable thing also with Joseph Smith. I think that's when they found the plates, something like that. I have it in another video, but there's so much information going through my head. It's been a, it's been a, a long haul. So stay tuned or check out one of the videos I have below. It's one of her premeditation videos. I think I might've had it on. Anyways, Grandma Lucille. Now, Lori knew darn well what happened to JJ, and now it looks like she was at the scene of the crime. Is that enough, though, to sway the jurors? Will there be doubt given from the defense that maybe that hair was there by accident and picked up from somewhere else, as they did allude to in court? That this giggly, wonderful mother named Lori Daybell was swayed by Chad Daybell. But in my opinion, she and Chad Daybell fed off each other and made this both of their missions. Both Lori's kids were rated dark, both of her kids were termed zombies, and both of her kids were the offspring of people she didn't like. And instead of allowing her baby girl, who was 16 years old, about to be 17, go off in the world and pave her own way, she allowed her to be burned and dismembered and tossed in a pit and a pet cemetery, while her adopted son, who needed help, she stripped everything that she could to help him over and over and over again, bagging him, taping him, and allowing him to suffocate to death. Yeah, good mother. And think of this for a moment. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. JJ was bound and bagged. And Alex's prints were on there and Lori's hair. In my opinion, and you tell me what you think in the comments below, don't you think a kid who is being bagged or any person is going to fight back. Like I said earlier, he had abrasions on his neck. So it's going to take more than one person to restrain him. Somebody has to restrain and somebody has to tape, don't you think? Let me know your thoughts below. And we aren't done yet. I'm sure there's more coming as there's a lot of days left in the trial. Check out my video on Lori and Chad's Google searches and check out my full playlist. I do a lot of deep dives. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you in the next video. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.